0: hi everyone welcome back to another episode of college and career coffee chats with your host delicia alarcon your resident hypea and grad school fairy godmother with some cafecito always i hope you grab your cafe your water your tea your give your wine if it's after hours to listen in on this co- conversation about college and career following your bliss figuring out what you want to do in life eliminating the gatekeeping and the fancy big words that we use in higher education and corporate settings to really gatekeep first-gen and BIPOC individuals. So I hope this podcast serves as a space where you feel heard, seen, and safe to have all these conversations and ask all the hard questions and the big questions. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the college and career coffee chat podcast, YouTube video, all things. I have Jocelyn here with me today. I am so excited! Uh, Another Californian, not Los Angeles native. Uh, I think I'm attracting a certain type of person on this podcast. Maybe California is in my future (laughs) because I love it there. Um, So, as you know, if you if, if this is the first time catching an episode, or if you've listened to our other episodes. On this show, we talk about college, career, life, and whatever organically flows in the conversation, Um, and since I identify as Latina, my family's from Paraguay, we generally also stumble upon these topics and themes of what it means to be a Latina woman in the U.S. So these are all the fun topics we like to talk about, and I hope you learn something along the way from our lived experiences so without further ado, I'm going to introduce Jocelyn so that she can talk to us about her lived experiences. And here, let me look for, okay, native Los Angelino. She is a proud daughter of Guatemalan immigrants, cheerleader and advocate of students, and she is currently a high school counselor. So we have a lot of fun things to chat about, especially being, um, daughters of immigrants and working with high school students and college students so i'm really excited to have jocelyn here today and since it's a coffee chat if you don't have coffee or whatever beverage of choice make sure you have a snack or something to listen in and we're gonna cheers i have iced coffee today (laughs) i already (laughs) had iced coffee earlier so i just have water (laughs) perfect we're still gonna cheers because we gotta stay hydrated friends (laughs) it is hot out here in California
1: today. So
0: yeah, I totally feel that. (laughs) It is not hot out here in Pennsylvania. It is actually chilly with their sun. So I'm grateful for the sun. Um, So I'm missing the warmer days, but that's part of the seasons, right?
1: Yeah, I I'm like jealous. You actually have like
0: more seasons. (laughs) It's like, oh, That must be nice. <laughs> the leaves are yellow, red, orange, and green now. Oh, that's nice. And then a bunch of leaves and you <laughs> yeah. get to wear your
1: boots and your coat. I know. I I feel like in here in California, like, you'll wear, you know, you'll be ready in the cold. And the next, you know, it's, like, so hot in the afternoon. And you're just, like, peeling off layers. And you're like, it's too hot out here it's too hot i gotta take it off yeah i gotta take it off it's
0: too much yeah definitely
1: that's
0: That's, it makes me think of like students nowadays who either go from california to the east coast to go to school or or the opposite east coast to california and they have to adjust to like the weather and how it influences you as a student yeah (laughs) no i'm sure
1: i mean i i went to school you know here in southern california and like the only major difference was when i went to grad school and i was living in san diego i was um living more specifically in like the east side of san Mm -hmm. diego so um i was actually living in a valley and like the valley was like either you are steaming hot or you are like (laughs) freezing cold and i remember being like this is really weird is this southern (laughs) california like am i still here (laughs) yeah oh San Diego but I miss great it.
0: Spot. <laughs> yeah, but San Diego is amazing, totally recommend Ugh, visiting, yeah, totally yes, uh, so walk us through your undergrad grad experience um what has been kind of the biggest thing that really um taught you along the way, and what you um kind of navigate as a, a daughter of immigrants? Because I think that's a very different experience than the typical student.
1: Yeah, so at least for me, you know, I have three older brothers and two out of the three did go to college and they did the whole like thing, but they're older than me. And when I mean like older, I mean like I think my oldest brother was like 11 or 12 when I was born so okay. by the time that like you know I I and I didn't really grow up with him too much so I like vaguely remember here and there like mm-hmm. some of the memories that we do have together growing up and you know him being the first to go and then my second oldest brother like he went to and, and he commuted and um by the time that I was in high school it was just an expectation and um I, I think that that was something that was, like, really ingrained for, for myself, at least. Um, and especially because I, I was born in the U.S. I was born in L.A. Um, I, I was definitely surrounded by, you know, a college-going culture. So um, I, I don't think I personally felt, like, obligated, but I think that I did, I did see some value in like going out and getting higher edu- education, mm-hmm. but I think the only thing was I knew what I was going to study, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved reading and writing. I, I knew I was going to be an English major right off the bat, but I just didn't know what else to do with that. I was very like, oh, you know, like, do I want to go to education? Do I want to teach? Do I want to write? What do I want to do? And, um, it was my senior year of college. And um, at that point I was double majoring in English and Spanish because then I realized, well, I think double majoring is gonna be very, uh, it's, it's gonna have some benefits. You know, I am a bilingual speaker, but having the, the, the tr- not the training, but like the learning and the, and the uh, getting, how can I say it? Um, I think refining my skills, was something that I knew that would be really important, whatever it is that I ended up doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I double majored and I loved it. I had really great experiences with with both of my majors. And I, my senior year of college, I was required to do a internship uh, through my Spanish major. And they said, you can do whatever you want with it, as long as you just, you know, document what it is that you do. And just make sure you're using your Spanish skills. So I was like, Mm -hmm. okay. And I reached out to uh, the college counselor at my alma mater, my high school. And I was like, you know, I think that would be really cool if I get to come back to my high school and be able to talk about my experiences, help senior, you know, current high school seniors Mm -hmm. who are going to go into their first year, because I know what that was like, Uh, me and my friends, like, all of us were so new to the system. And, you know, we were like, how do you how do you do this? How do you do that? <laughs> and we were just so fortunate to have like really great, a really amazing like college counseling team. So um, I just like did the internship. And that's when I was like, okay, I, I, I think I can do this. I, I definitely see myself working in education, working in counseling. But I didn't feel ready to go into grad school.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that was a bit of, of a hard pill f- at some point to swallow because I kept seeing everybody uh, apply to grad school our senior mm-hmm. year in college. I went to a really small school. Um, I went to a private women's university, uh, Mount St. Mary's University. And so because my class was so small, like I recognized people like all the time whenever I would like walk to class and stuff like that. So, you know, having such a small class, you know, it was, it was like, oh, like you're applying to grad school. Like, uh, like, okay. I was like, what am I doing with my life? But um, someone at my internship uh, suggested that I do AmeriCorps. And AmeriCorps is like a really great uh, way of doing like a gap year or more. Um, I ended up doing two years and I did it through uh, a nonprofit called City or Los Angeles. And Mm -hmm. that's when I got the chance to tutor and mentor and role model, uh, not high school, sorry, middle school kids. And I loved it. And it was more of the social emotional stuff that I loved getting Mm -hmm. to know them, being there for them, being a, a different kind of adult on the school campuses that I loved. And by the time I was doing it for a second year at a different school, that's when I felt ready. I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to apply to grad school. I'm going to do it. And I was strategic because I didn't feel like I would have been, been successful with the GRE. So I said, okay, mm-hmm. if this round of applications um, for schools that don't require the GRE, if I don't get it, then that's a sign. I will study for the GRE. I'll do the. I'll do the thing. I'll do it. Yeah. And and then uh, I I got in. I got into the University of San Diego, and um, that's where I earned my master's in school counseling with my PPS credential. And uh, the PPS credential stands for the People Personnel Services credential, and it's just a really fancy like credential that lets you work with K through twelve students. So I. I moved to San Diego, and it was, like, really scary. Um, my undergrad, I commuted. I had a car. I commuted all four years of my college, college years, uh, college experience. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Yes. And um, that's when I was, like, oh, man, like, this is, this is, whoa. Like, I'm moving to a city. Like, this is big. So I didn't really know what was going to happen. I was like, Oh my God, I have to find a job. I have to find a place. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I'm fortunate because, um, I, I didn't do it alone. Um, I I've been with my husband since we were in high school. And at that point we were like, okay, well, we're, we've, we were already engaged at that point. We were like, all right, let's just get married and let's just, let's just go. Let's just move (laughs) to a new city together and let's just experience, experience this. And uh, I was only in San Diego for two years and, um, you know, graduated and everything. And it was, it was such a great experience. I, I was like, oh my God, I totally should have moved like way earlier if I could have. Um, mm-hmm. but it it was all at the right, at, at the right time and everything, mm-hmm. because I felt ready going into grad school. I felt a lot more confident. I felt like I could, uh, contribute to conversations in class and right. I felt like a lot of this of the work experiences that I had was able to go into all of that so it was it was overall like a really really great uh process and um I did a ton of networking you know I cold called people uh, right after graduating and I was like uh I need a job um <laughs> do you know anyone who's looking for a school counselor and I landed at a random high school uh, with people that i that I knew when I was a student um, when I was in hi- I was in high school and um, I've been working there since like last November um, at, at a high school as a mm-hmm. school counselor and I've loved it I, I love every single minute of it. I think it's just really weird that I started at an okay at a really weird time in November. it was like really mm-hmm. random but <laughs> I, it's just really random, like, I had a chance to meet some of my kids, and the next thing you know, like, March 13th happened, and (laughs) I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is my first year as a counselor, okay, I guess this is how it's gonna be, so, um, yeah, it's gonna be really weird whenever it is that we finally do go
0: back, I think, but, yeah, yeah. I love that journey because there's like three main things that you talked about that are very, Mm -hmm. um, I think, universal, but we forget that we're like in this together, right? Sometimes in our experiences, we're like, oh, we're doing this alone, like no one gets us. But um, one of those things is that it's okay to not know where you'll end up after graduation. Like it's okay to have... A plan but it's also okay to be flexible within that idea or that plan because as we learned this year everything can change at the drop of a hat yeah it uh, really did going on in the world right yeah uh, and the second thing is that you shouldn't go to grad school unless you're ready for grad school, because Mm -hmm. I think there's um, a misunderstanding that grad school and undergrad are two completely different experiences and two completely different beasts that you have to be ready for both at certain levels. Um, And I think that's really important because sometimes we kind of look to the left and to the right and we're like, Oh, so, especially at a small Mm -hmm. school, it's easy to know, who got a full-time offer already? Who, yeah. Who's going to grad school? Who, that was
1: so intimidating.
0: Who's interning in D.C. Uh, because they want to do politics and they have yes. their, uncle, their uncle's sister, yeah. grandmother's sister, got them an internship. Yeah. And, you're, and you're just like, whoa, just give me the, this piece of paper. Let me walk across the stage Yeah, first. literally. Um, type of thing. And it's like if you're listening and you're feeling pressure in your senior year, I want you to take a moment – take a breath and just like really process your schooling. Because think about it, we've been in school since like kindergarten or pre-K or even daycare. If your parents took you to daycare all the way up to your collegiate experience is what like 20 plus years of school. And it's like, we need a moment to process that we need a moment to like think about what just happened and then really figure out what it is we want to do in the next phase, which is, Either a full time job, or traveling, or um, graduate school, or maybe working as a researcher in a think tank, and just mm-hmm. like being curious about what is that next step is like. I don't think me, myself included. We don't give ourselves enough time to like figure that out and process it because we're just like, yeah. oh well, Amy's doing this, Sarah's doing this, like Chad is doing this. Let me go here. Yep. Uh, but it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is the seat though, my friends. Yeah, for real. Like, I I remember being like, Oh, my God, like,
1: I'm I'm not doing this, like, right on time, or like thinking that I was on everybody else's like timeline, like, um, even like something simple as like, you know, what, what, when did you start grad school? Or do you have a career? Like, that was so scary to me for a while, because I didn't know what I didn't know (laughs) I guess but you know I I think that things worked out for me in the way that I think the universe like intended it to be and it was at the right time you know like Right. right right when I got like the job that I have now I was freaking out I was like, no one wants me. It is is so hard. You know, where, why are there so many job openings? But you know, it felt like I wasn't qualified enough because I was so new. They wanted someone with like 20 years of experience. <laughs> Not really, but it feels like yeah, that. It feels like that. And, and all it took was me getting like a really big, like, you know conversation with like someone that i was working with as a substitute teacher and uh you know i was i was like all over the place i was a mess
0: <laughs> like i was
1: a substitute teacher at the beginning of like last school year i was like working at bath and body works i was working at party city you know doing the the um seasonal jobs i i was working three jobs i was like oh, yeah. i can't stop you know whining and I can't stop like feeling bad about myself but I had to give myself that grace and then for someone to come in that that said you know what like you just have to be really confident within yourself that you know Mm -hmm. you're gonna get the job or you will get that interview but that needs to show on paper and Mm -hmm. that was something that was like really hard for me to like put together Because Mm -hmm. I knew what I was capable of, you know, prior to grad school, like I already was working in like different capacities. At some point in Mm -hmm. high school, I was a summer camp counselor. Um, I I did like random like volunteer opportunities, but I didn't, I didn't put that enough in paper to really show like what I did. Mm -hmm. And like, for crying out loud, like I did a whole research project by myself. Like that's hard as it is. <laughs> and so I made sure that whenever it is, I did have an opportunity to get that interview or at least a phone call. You know, I was like, you know what? Like, it's time to hype myself up. Like, yes. let, me, let me like make sure that they know how awesome I am and that they're going to regret like not hiring me if you know, they choose to go the other route. And it was funny because, um, At some point, right, right when I was about to like start doing the HR process for my new job, like out of nowhere, I had like two calls to go, to go get interviewed. And I was like, huh, like now now they want me. And, and it was because I had to, had to really put myself out there and I had to, had to learn how to like make myself you know, as marketable as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it was just one of those things that like, even though it was kind of hard, and I'm just glad that I'm at on the other side where I'm like, oh, I'm not there. (laughs) I'm not there anymore. But I had to do that. I think I had to like, wallow in my despair for like a minute and be like, (laughs) okay, time to, all right, time to like, go and like, redo this resume. Let me redo Mm -hmm. this cover letter. Let me just figure out what it is that is missing. So that, you know, someone who is looking at my profile that they know like, okay, like she's the real deal, like she knows what she's doing. Just because she she's new doesn't mean that like she's not gonna be able to get through this job. So I I'm definitely like really grateful because the people that like hired me like had so much faith that and they were like, okay, like come on in, like don't worry, like we'll figure this all out and, you know, guiding me through this whole entire year. So
0: Yeah, I love that piece of like, putting it all on paper is something so important that we forget to do. It's like, why don't we just brain dump everything on a piece of paper that all the accomplishments accomplishments we've done the research papers we've written the presentations we've done the odd Mm -hmm. jobs we've had and the skills that we learned along the way and you're gonna realize that you've done way more than you actually give yourself credit for and then Mm -hmm. don't don't show that in your cover letter or like your interview and in person yeah when you're applying to a job so that's so important. So if you're listening, make sure you're writing down this brain dump as a tool to build your confidence and to like connect your skill sets to maybe a job that you're applying for, I think is such great piece of advice. And another thing you mentioned about graduate school is the GREs. So I know that scares a lot of people because it's another standardized test and it's just a lot of effort and it's time consuming and money. So now with everything going on in the academic world, a lot of universities are actually waiving the GREs until 2022 admissions. Mm -hmm. So if you are thinking of graduate school right now and are thinking of that as your next step and are exploring it, and that's holding you back go back to check the schools that you want to apply to and see if they haven't waived it already. Because if that's the only only thing holding you back, then like make it happen, do it, apply Mm -hmm. for it. Because um, this is a great opportunity in terms of like strategy, right? To apply to graduate school. And if you don't feel that you're ready and there's more layers to not just the GRE, um, but Mm -hmm. it's more internal work or like financial aid stuff, then obviously take your time but if you're at that level where you're like, I'm ready to go, the only thing stopping me is this standardized test. It's like, oh, check to see if it's um, waived.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So I love that. And it's like this topic of um, your path is not linear, right? It's not A plus B yeah. plus C. It can be A, F, G, D, Z.
1: Yep. yep. <laughs> it, I was just like all over. But, you know, things always like have a funny way of working out.
0: Yes. And another thing that Jocelyn mentioned about AmeriCorps and city year, if you're graduating or a junior and you're thinking of a gap year between maybe more schooling or before going into corporate America or whatever, wherever you are in your life, this is a great opportunity because AmeriCorps Mm -hmm. gives you funding to go towards student loans or graduate school. So, and that helps. And that helps. So Mm -hmm. something to think about and, um, kind of look through if that's an option that you um, want to pursue. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, So I mentioned in the beginning how we're both daughters of immigrants and first gen and how we just sometimes don't know what we don't know. And there's this fancy definition of first gen in the textbooks and all the things. But I want to know how you define first gen for yourself and for your from your lived experiences.
1: Well, I think when we think about first generation, at least for myself, I think of someone who's like parents, or, you know, aunts, uncles, like they didn't have, they didn't get anything past maybe a high school diploma, or even a college degree. Um, and, and it's really just like the beginning of like a whole new generation who, you know, have the means and have the, I guess, Maybe you can say, uh, besides means, I want to say like the, the want to go get a higher education. I think mm. that's really important. You know, um, not, you know, college isn't for everybody and that's mm. okay. You know, mm. there's trade school, there's um, taking on a job and may, maybe you don't even need a degree to like continue to like work your way up.
0: You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot
1: of things out there um so it doesn't necessarily have to be that like you're the first to graduate you know with a high school diploma maybe it's you're the first to graduate with the college degree and I Mm -hmm. think it's it can be very um uh I think it can be flexible to a point because I do still consider myself a first gen even if my older brothers did go to Mm -hmm. college um but I think that that's also part of the definition which is you know, all of us are the first to go to college in our mm-hmm. family. And um, I think it'll just be, you know, something that maybe we'll carry on until, you know, our kids and all that. Maybe, who knows? Mm-hmm. We don't know what the future holds. But I definitely always think about that as a first generation uh, student, but also as a professional now.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it's so important to. Um, recognize that college is not for everyone. And that's okay. We live under this myth Mm -hmm. that after you graduate in four years, you have to go to a four-year college. And then like this linear path of college and grad school or corporate or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm and I think it's about listening to yourself and figuring out what it is that's going to work for me. Is it a two-year associate's degree? Mm -hmm. um, And what are my outcomes from there? Or is Mm -hmm. it trade school, like you said? And also Mm -hmm. Google is actually disrupting the four-year model of education because they've come out with this program. I think it's going to launch in 2021 or 2022 that they will enroll you into like a 12-week training program even if you don't have a bachelor's degree to be eligible for a a job that they offer at the company. And I think they're even taking off the requirement for bachelor's degree. So that's a huge tech company that's disrupting this four year college Mm -hmm. um, requirement that is, I think going to be followed by other companies that are, I guess, forward thinking and revolutionary in that way. So I think, I think that's a really tremendous opportunity for students who maybe don't thrive in a traditional school experience because some schools are just not set up to nurture um, all mm-hmm. types of students. So yeah. I think that's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out in the uh, career arena. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So what has been one of your uh, favorite parts of counseling and supporting high school students to their next level or their next step?
1: I think my favorite part is like getting to know them individually and like understanding, you know, where they're coming from and just being there for them. Um, I think it, it's also very... Uh, cool that, you know, here I am as a first generation, and I get to, you know, be with these kids and help them through the process, guide them through the process, answer those questions that they have, um, you know, even, even encouraging them, and having someone tell them, like, yes, you, you should definitely go after what it is that you want to go after. Mm -hmm. You know, um, right now, it's college application season and I have so many kids who are like stressed. and I'm like, look, you're going to end up where you're going to end up and mm-hmm. it will hopefully be a really great experience, but that it's also not the worst thing in the world. If you have to transfer, if you have to like maybe take a year mm-hmm. off and then get back in there, you know, because I've had so many friends that, um, that, that they needed to do that. But at the end of the day, that degree is yours. It's no one mm-hmm. else's. Right. And that's something that I think has been um, always at like the back of my mind when I was going after my bachelor's and I was going after my master's. Um, going after my bachelor's was like a big like collective experience of like, this is for me, this is for my family, you know, the, the sacrifices that they made in order to help me get there. But my master's was something that I take a lot more pride over simply because I did the thing all by myself. Mm -hmm. And I felt, you know, obviously there was like support and everything, but like, I literally was like doing like my internship and I was working and I was, you know, getting my, getting my degree and. Um, doing the research, and and I was married, and, you know, I was, like, playing all these different (laughs) roles, but it was, it was, like, a full-on thing that I accomplished on my own, and I felt very proud, because um, there, there was, like, a major, you know, to a point, there was, like, a major expectation that I was going to graduate my degree and everything, but it was definitely a different experience as a grad student, because that was, like, a, a, a choice that I made on my own, Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to apply. I got in. Okay, now I'm going to go ahead and like go through this whole process all over again. But I definitely felt a whole lot more like excited and a lot more passionate <laughs> because I was finally studying what I wanted to do.
0: And I right. think that was
1: like the even more exciting part. You know, I I enjoyed my undergrad years. It was a great foundation. But yeah. I felt like my master's program, at least for me, right? was Right the the point that i needed the the extra thing that i needed to to take the extra step and like really like could start my career in education
0: yeah absolutely i love that part of um how graduate school you're almost supposed to be a little bit more excited because you're like refining what you want to study and refining the area of expertise you want to be in yes Um, So definitely a little bit more excited and you have a little bit more autonomy, too, because, you know, you have a little bit more stronger sense of who you are and what you want and uh, coming from like if you worked beforehand and that maybe informs your graduate school years. So Mm -hmm. I love that because, of course, you're going to have support along the way, but there's a little bit more autonomy in that decision. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I I remember just being so excited, but I was also, like, really nervous, like, yeah. my very first day of grad school. And I know it sounds really silly, but, like, I literally called my mom right before my first class <laughs> started. And I was like, Mom, I'm, I'm in grad school. And she's like, I know. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I, I just wanted to say I love you. And she's like, I love you, too. She's like, okay, like what? What are you calling me about? And I was like, I just can't believe I'm here. And it was like so surreal, like walking into walking into the first class. And after that, um, I felt like, like okay, like I'm here and I made it. And also, like I made it on my own, um, on my own. Um, how can I merit. say it? Like merit. I worked so hard. Yeah, my own merit. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I was chosen and accepted because they knew that I had the potential to not only get through this program, but I had mm-hmm. the potential to to um, be a great counselor in the future. Yeah, you know, because a lot of the things that they that they started talking about, and what I mean, they is like my professors is like. And and they said it, I think, the best way, which is, we're training you for you to become our colleagues in the future. Mm. And when I when I heard that, I was like, oh, like a colleague, like oh wow, like you think so highly of me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true, you know. Now, now, you know, anytime, like, you know, there's an opening or whatever. Like, I think it's really great that, like, we try to have you know those conversations with everybody who um we we encounter but it was it was a big deal being told like you're you're gonna be kind of at our level at some point it's gonna Mm -hmm. take some training it's gonna take take some time it's gonna take some ganas but yeah you'll be there at the same level which you know I think was like really really cool
0: yeah that's I love that piece because it's um reminding you that you belong in that space right even though you're gonna Mm -hmm. take some time and training and ganas like you said you are still um being trained to be in that capacity and that you're worthy of that so it's about kind Mm -hmm. of our mindset needs to shift with us in grad school or a new job in corporate america or whatever wherever your life leads you um Mm -hmm. it's about that also up level up leveling our mindset.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. <up> leveling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think um, I love that the, your professors took the time to say that we're training you to be our colleagues, because that's powerful. That means that they truly uh, love the work they do, and they want to see you succeed.
1: Yeah. and And I think it was also really powerful that they were like, we want to make sure that like you get what you're supposed to get out of and be prepared. You know, there's only so much that you can prepare for, but I think that that was, like, an impact that it made on me, and I was like, okay, like, I'm I'm going to get there. I will get there. And now I'm like, wow, like, I'm, I'm there now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Like, I'm I here. am your
1: colleague now. How
0: cool is that? <laughs> yes, yes, and talking. I love that transition with professors. They're like, oh, you can call me by my first name, and you're just like, <gasps> no you're still you're still dr so-and-so i met when i was 18 years old right yeah uh, yeah, yeah It's i still can't do that for like a lot of professors They're like no like we're colleagues now i was like oh my god
1: <laughs> i know i think that there's definitely like a like a thing like even now um i I've been told that I look really young to be a counselor and i'm like well i'm i'm twenty seven like i'm I'm old enough <laughs> and and it's always interesting when like i hear i hear like you know one of my like students like call me miss so and so or mrs so and so um But, but it's, it's like a very surreal thing where you're like, oh, that's right. Like I, I am Miss Von Roy. (laughs) I, I am not just Jocelyn, you know? And and it's funny because I think in like, in my, in my like personal opinion, like I wouldn't really care if a kid called me Jocelyn, but I understand, you know, there has to be some form of, I guess, structure or whatever to that. But yeah, it was like, it was like definitely like another like first where I was like, huh. Like, okay, like, yeah, you're right. I am
0: Mrs. Monroy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, how can I help you? (laughs) Yes, I know. That was a transition for me when I was a Spanish teacher. They would call me Senorita Alarcon. I mean, they would ask me what my first name is to call me my first name. And then some students would be like, no, she's Senorita Alarcon. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, and that's like a new,
0: like, first, you know, yeah. like when you hear
1: it for the first time, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I bet it's the same if uh, we ever get our PhDs. We'll be like, oh, doctora.
1: Yeah, I know. I think
0: about that a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, 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 Yeah. I mean, I, I personally do see myself getting a doctorate, but I, mm-hmm. I'm i hoping to go after it for the right reasons, but mm. also, you know, making sure that, like, I get to really finally, like, refine, like, yeah. a skill or, or a subject area and whatever that looks. Um, but, yeah, I think about that a lot,
0: I, you know. So with the PhD is it something that you see yourself doing in the next couple of years or you're going to take more time? I know you just graduated. So um, this is, but I know we've we're talking about it now. So I'm just curious. Um, it's obviously going to take time to refine what it is you want to study. Uh, Cause that's a whole other like niche down, like research focused type of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I know I, I feel like I want to, do something in education slash counseling. Okay. Um, I, one of the things that did impact me from my um, internship and practicum experiences being a grad school student was that um, my professors were were either white or they were um, African American or they were like of a different race ethnicity. And I remember my professor, who um, was there as my practicum supervisor. Um, she she mentioned she she goes, yeah, I I'm not gonna be able to exactly help you as much as I would I would want to when you talk to X Y Z student in Spanish because I don't speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that, and I was like, well, that's really important, you know, mm-hmm. the experiences you're having the internships, you know, having someone that is able to have already been in that process of being mm-hmm. supervised, being an intern, and then, you know, having a a a strong advisor and someone that is bilingual and has like a similar background
0: mm-hmm. actually
1: is like very important. So mm-hmm. I've considered, you know, going into supervising, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when I have more time under my belt and, you know, again, feeling ready. I think, um, I probably will have more time in between, you know, having graduated last year and then going and getting my doctorate maybe longer than two or three years since the gaps that I've had. Um, because I do also want to make sure that I come in with like really good experience and like, you know, feeling ready for that challenge and also Mm -hmm. feeling ready to like take on, um, school taking over my life again <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I do I do I am considering it and I think um I'm also considering maybe a different master's um mm-hmm. you know kind of for the fun of it but kind of for like the, the experience and you know what it what it is that I can add to my to my um skill set so um yeah that's
0: like something I've considered definitely yeah definitely um more time in between to like give yourself space to process your masters a a casual pandemic Um, (laughs) it's like we're all like processing so many things so if you're listening don't feel pressured to do any of the things if you need to also Mm -hmm. rest and just exist and do what you're doing now that's totally fine um we're just having chats about like what is it going to look like five years from now? Like in five years, will you want to do that? Yes or no. And your mind can change all the time and that's okay too. So, um, if you're listening in, don't feel pressure to be like, Oh my God, I have to get this and this and this. No, no, Mm -hmm. that's not the, that's not the feeling we want you to have. We want you to just listen to our stories and take what you, what resonates with you and leave the rest and ask questions if you have questions. Um, and I love uh, your story because your experiences are connected to California and that school system. So hopefully, students, if you're listening and interested in that, um, University of San Diego seems to be like a great option. So check out their programs. Um, and uh, w- yes, all those things. <laughs> um, is there anything you would like to tell your younger self having gone through these experiences um, or what she might have wanted to know?
1: I think what I wish someone would have uh, told me is like, it's going to be okay. Um, And I'm not just talking about like myself, like last year, but I'm also talking about myself. Like uh, when I was an undergrad, Um, I, I, I just wasn't really sure what I was going to do. And it was kind of hard to like sit with the uncertainty of like, what am I going to do? And <laughs> it, it was hard uh, my last semester of college because I I was working at um, Starbucks and I was like, okay, well I can only keep this job for so long. Mm-hmm. I, I, I need to do something where I'm going to be very happy. But also making money and and moving forward with my life and um, right in like right before I was like really like feeling like oh my god like what am I gonna do and freaking out. Um, that's when I got the call that I got the job through Americorps and I felt like a sense of peace. And that's when I was like, okay, well, this call came at the correct time because I was here, I am freaking out, and then like someone just says like, yeah, you got the job. It <laughs> you was know, simple as that, and yeah. that's what happened. You know, a couple years later, when you know I was freaking out, but also trying to like, you know, y- redirecting my energy of like I'm freaking out, I'm anxious. Like, what what is going to happen? I need a job. Like, is anyone going to hire me? Am I going to have to mm-hmm. wait like longer to get hired? And um, you know, the call came at the right time, and luckily by then I knew how to manage that a lot more because. I, I, you know, I started getting like random calls to go interview. So it wasn't like, you know, if that job didn't work out, you know, I had two other jobs potentially that would have been lined up, you know, had I, you know, taken the time to go into that interview and like, you know, done whatever it is that I need to do. But more than anything, just that everything will literally work out the way it's supposed to work out. And it's going to be at the right time, the right place. Um, the right day like everything is just going to go right because it has to and it does and it did I I
0: definitely think I would I would tell
1: my younger self that
0: awesome so I, I love this question and this processing of talking about what you would tell your younger self something because a lot of times we maybe get hard on ourselves about oh, I wish I knew this or like, mm-hmm, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have failed in this way. And it's a matter of like, okay, now that you know this, how are you going to share it with new people that you connect with or like in our spaces, we share with students because that's who we work with daily. Um, yep. And also p- giving ourselves grace, like you mentioned this earlier about giving yourself space and grace to really figure it out and process it. And if you take a detour, that's okay. Maybe mm-hmm. that's leading you towards a better direction or somewhere somewhere that connects best for you. So I love love all of that. Yes. And one last like question or thought that I was thinking that we shared, Um, you said your family's from Guatemala, my family's from Paraguay. Um, How do you navigate talking to your family members either in the US or if you still have family in Guatemala um, about your um, your career and what does that look like? Because I think sometimes in Latino families you're either supposed to be a doctor, an engineer, or a lawyer, and it's a little hard to explain sometimes what you do outside of that. Like especially if for me, I work I, when I worked in higher education, I was like, yeah, I'm an academic counselor, and my f- grandparents were like, oh, so you're the dean because like you can translate decana, right? To yeah. So they understand that I'm like, well, uh, I so I, I report to the dean, but I'm not the dean. So um, how do you navigate that? I think it's always fun to talk about with other Latinas.
1: Um, so it's funny because uh, when I started like my journey and like figuring out like where was I going to apply, when was I going to apply, um, I told my parents like, yeah, I think I think I'm going to go after my masters. And they were like, okay, well, what are you waiting for? <laughs> and I was like, what? What? <laughs> what do you mean? But then I realized, like, how supportive they were. And, like, I literally remember, like, calling my my mom. And um, I, my dad, I think, was actually on a trip to Guatemala at that point um, when I got accepted to um, my my grad program that I entered in. And I told them, oh, you know, like, there's a few more applications I'm going to send in, you know, sh- But I don't have that much time in between like when those applications are sent, whether I get an interview, you know, um, and, and, you know, uh, figuring out like the, the when to put the deposit down for, for, to Mm -hmm. save my place in my program. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the only scary thing was um, me moving to another city and literally my parents were like, so what are you waiting for? it's San Diego. Like, that's awesome. Like, go like, what are you waiting on? And I think that meant a lot to me because I purposely commuted from college, you know, not just to save money, but I think I wasn't ready to like, Mm. being as independent as I could to go to college um, on my own and like do the dorm experience and all that so uh, to hear that was like it meant the world to me because that meant like they were going to support me no matter what and like right. even though they did not understand like what exactly I was doing at that point they were like okay well just go do it like <laughs> what are you waiting on and literally everybody that I told I, I said oh yeah I got it to I got it to USD I got into to the school and like I don't know if I should go and they were like oh my God, like, go, like, what are you waiting on? <laughs> yeah, exactly, do it. And so um, every once in a while, like, I tell them, like, yeah, like, you know, right when I started and everything, I was like, yeah, I, I'm going to class, I'm, I'm going to school, you know, um, and I'm working. And um, I, I know that for a while, like, it did take over my life, at least the first semester, because I was just trying to figure it out. You know, right. I was trying to find the balance of being a student again. But, um, after I graduated and I got like my job and everything, um, my, my dad did ask me, he's like, so, so what's your title again? And I was like, (laughs) I was like, oh, so so you're not consejera escolar. And he was like, okay. (laughs) Um, but it's funny because I'll, I'll tell them about like, um, like, yes, like I, I am a school counselor, but I, I'm not a teacher. I don't do that. Um, but Also, like, explaining, you know, um, what school counselors, like, for some reason, we we think that all we do is the academic part. But really, like, I consider, like, the basis of my counseling um, degree and career is that I always have to make sure you're okay Mm -hmm. before we get into the larger conversations, you know? Mm -hmm is there a reason why you know you're not doing well in class because you know you're having technical issues which is like it's something that keeps ongoing, and i've experienced it myself where like i try to connect you know to zoom or you know something simply as that but anyways yeah. you know i explained to them like you know i i'm i'm there as like someone who can give them a resource someone who is there to make sure they're okay Mm -hmm. someone that is there to you know figure out if there's an issue and you know college and career planning like that's a major part of it but more than anything like I do a lot of the social emotional stuff too you know are you okay is there something you need do you need support you know because I'm only trained to do so much right you know I'm not a therapist but it doesn't mean that I can't sit there with you while you're feeling whatever you're feeling and, you know, get you through and just listen to you. You know, that's, that's the, that's, that's what I can do for you. And they're like, okay. They're like, okay. I think I, I think I understand what you're saying. Um, And I think what always did like click with them is when I tell them, oh yeah, like I, I, I meet parents sometimes, you know, I call them and you know, all of these things and they're like, okay, like, I I think I know what you do and I think, I, I think they do know what I do. I think so far, I think they have a good understanding, but, um, you know, to be fair, like I, I, um, I don't always talk too much about work. Um, I try, you know, to keep my boundaries and stuff like that, but, um, I'll tell them about like, you know, like, Oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm in the middle of like changing classes or I'm in the middle of like, um, uh, checking in or I'm you know having conferences with parents you know and, and I think they kind of have an idea but they also associated a lot with teaching
0: yeah um,
1: because I think that like uh, counseling and therapy uh, can get very intertwined sometimes mm-hmm. and and uh, the concept of therapy can be kind of like different and very like unique um, for them to understand too
0: yeah Absolutely. I think that um, demystifying of like what a counselor does, what a a therapist does, and the differences of like academic advising as well. Yeah. And and I love the piece because I think I operate that way with students too, is like, I want to know if you're good first before we can Mm -hmm. maybe plan the academics or plan the next step. Um, Because we don't know what we don't know what's going on in their personal life or outside of of the four walls of school or college. Mm -hmm. And sometimes students would walk into my office and they'd just be like, I just want to change my major, but like start crying. And you're like, whoa, there's something underneath that. Like, yeah, let's, let's, um, escalate first our emotions. Let's process that. Let's, um, yeah, construct that. And, and sometimes they just need to be someone to listen and just like, actually listen not necessarily like uh hear to then respond but just listen to what they have to process out loud and sometimes their processing out loud doesn't need um a response it just needs to be heard yeah exactly
1: yeah so like if i have a kid who's like crying or they just seem like very checked out i'm like okay, well, what's going on, you know, and how yeah. can I help? And, and if you don't want to, and I tell them all the time, like, it's, I'm not going to be offended if like, you don't want to talk to me. Right. I just want right. to make sure you're okay. Exactly. And, you know, if you do want to talk and to talk to someone else and like, who do you, who do you need right now? So um, yeah, that's like a very, very important part of like, at least my job.
0: Mm-hmm. And I I saw a comment on one of the TikToks I did on about going to see your academic counselor or advisor, a student was like, I'm so scared to see them. I'm a junior, I don't like my major. Um, And they were commenting on a video that I did on TikTok. And I responded, I said, please go see your advisor or your counselor. Like, that's That's what they're there for. Yeah, that's our job. Like, we want you to come talk to us. And I mean, granted, I'm sure there's some people who are scary and don't want to talk to you or don't want to listen to you. However, 99% of the time, they want you to talk to them because we chose this job. Like, we want to help you. Yeah, so if, exactly. So if you're out there and you're at any grade level and you need to go talk to your counselor, please go talk to just them. Just go. Just go. go. Um, if you don't know how to reach out to them, like, let me know and I'll help you write that email or talk to them. Um, and just for the benefit of your uh, studies and what you want to do, go talk to them. Even if you don't mm-hmm. know what to say, just to like process it out loud, go do yep. it. Yep, Yep. Definitely. So if you're still with us, in this chat with Jocelyn, we have talked about all the things from major, changing to graduate school, PhD, navigating post-graduation, how to be first gen, um, and all the things about her lived experiences are uh, uniquely hers, but also fabric there are some threads of universal themes that we all experience so is there any last thoughts or musings or teachings you want to leave behind for our listeners um just go do it you (laughs)
1: know if you have them you're really excited about something and you're in uh, the right position you know it's all gonna work out and you know as long as there aren't any like really major factors that aren't going to affect you, you know, go after it. And if not, you know, work around what you can work around and somehow like you will get to your goal, however that looks like. And, you know, don't ever worry about like what, you know, someone else is doing, you know, you're, you're always going to be on your own timeline and Mm -hmm. don't ever like, uh, compare like where you're at and what someone else is at, because at the end of the day, like, that job or that career or that degree is only for you. And it's no it's like literally for no one else. It's just for you. Mm-hmm. And that's,
0: that's something that no one can take away from you. I love that. Listen to your heart, listen to yourself, um, process what it is you want, and go after it. I think, once you have that confidence, And that um, permission, I think, is the biggest thing. It's like, give yourself Mm -hmm. that permission to go after it. And Mm -hmm. I think you'll be 10 times happier once you do that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Give yourself the grace. Yeah, absolutely. So give yourself that grace, permission, and make it happen. So thank you so much, Jocelyn, for spending this time with me today. Of course. Uh, We we are cross-country, East Coast, West Coast today. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you share. Um, if, and if you found any nuggets of wisdom, let us know what your favorite part was. Um, any tweet tweetable moments from Jocelyn, let us know what those are. And hopefully we will have Jocelyn back for a, maybe a part two. I'll be happy to come back. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. Until the next one. Bye. Well, there you have it, my friends, that is the episode of College and Career Coffee Chats. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, like, share, tell your friends, tell your dogs, tell your family, tell your co-workers, tell your colleagues, your mentors, anyone you think would find value in this episode and this podcast. And I hope you follow me on Instagram at Delicia Alarcon, on TikTok, TikTok Career Coach for some dancing, some free resources on YouTube at Delilingua Academy. And you can always check out the website for updates, deliciaalarcon.com, for coaching support, VIP days, mini courses, free resources and guides. Everything's on the website, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And make sure you join the free... Facebook group where we will do trainings and hype each other up in the college and career hype crew on Facebook all the links are down below let me know if you have any questions concerns and anything specific you want us to talk about on this podcast any feedback you have I'm always here to listen and learn so until next time my friends cheers see you in the next episode ciao